0: Welcome to FoxCast SLP. A podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Welcome to FoxCast. I'm your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Excited to talk about this program, uh, finding out about it, hearing clinicians within Fox Rehabilitation. Talk about it, having gone through it or knowing people who have gone through it, made me want to reach out. So we're reaching out, and that's who we have on the phone: uh, Denise Barron and Heather Cianci. Welcome to the show. Thank Great, you so much for having us. Let's start with yes. Denise. Denise, what do you get to do? You know, where do you work? Tell tell the audience, you know, who you work for, who you work with, and what you get to do there.
1: I work with the Parkinson's Foundation, and I have been with the foundation for oh, sixteen years now. I have the wonderful opportunity to work in, with and manage the Allied Team Training for Parkinson's program. It's a fantastic program that's uh, intensive and interactive three-and-a-half-day course and it's designed by the Parkinson's Foundation for health professionals to increase knowledge in Parkinson's as well as increase understanding and comprehensive team care, so it's based on the most current studies and best practices to provide patient-centered care in the treatment of Parkinson's.
0: As somebody who works with Fox Rehabilitation, I'm just nodding yes to everything Denise just said. Yes, thank you for doing what you do and, uh, and for working for that great organization and helping people uh, living with Parkinson's. So thank you. Uh, Heather, you've got two letters after your name that are similar to mine. You've got PT. <laughs>
2: Yes, I have been a physical therapist now for 25 years, and I work at a place called the Dan Aaron Parkinson's Rehabilitation Hospital. Uh, That is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we're located at Pennsylvania Hospital, part of University of Penn and Good Shepherd Penn Partners. And um, I was fortunate enough to actually take the ally team training class uh, back in 2004 and was just blown away by what this course had to offer. Fast forward many years later, I now work for the Parkinson Foundation as well. I am the co-coordinator of this program as well as one of the PT faculty members. So we get to travel all over the place and meet PTs, OTs, speech language pathologists, nurses, doctors, people who are really passionate about working with people with Parkinson's disease, really doing it with a team approach. So having now it's not just what we call multidisciplinary, but interdisciplinary. I understand more about OT than I ever thought I would. And now that OT understands more about me. And when we have that level of teamwork, it just provides better quality of care for people living with Parkinson's.
0: That's a good snapshot of what we're going to be talking about. I really wanted people to get a taste and maybe a a virtual audio test drive of what this is. And I think, Heather, you're, you're probably well poised because at one time you were outside looking in and now you're working with it so where do you typically start when people ask about attp and again that's allied team training for parkinson's people can find out more information at parkinson.org including and i tripped across this when i was doing some research you guys have like a sample syllabus of this three day intensive you guys are covering a lot So let's start with this. How do you explain to therapists and and doctors and nurses and all the different people that might come across ATTP what they can expect? What's the elevator pitch for why they should come and take this course?
2: That's a great question. My first answer would be that we know individuals who receive specialized care really do have a lower risk of complications and they're really able to kind of manage a chronic disease much better. So first, saying, hey, you know, you're, you want to be a part of a team. This isn't just the doctor treating the person. This isn't just the PT treating the person. This is a very long, you know, it's a progressive neurological condition, and we need to come in and out of these people's lives for a number of years. So to be able to have everyone together and to say, hey, we've created this team, um, and now these doctors can say, oh, wow, there's a team of therapists. Maybe it's from Fox Rehab. Maybe it's over here at this other... Skilled nursing facility. You know, these people are all together and they're working toward improving the lives of these people. So I always say to people if you want to learn about how to be a part of a team and how to make that teamwork work, not just for you, but for that patient and that patient's family this is the best course
0: to take. I like that. That paints a good picture for me. And really how you started this off was, I hear this a lot, and I'm, and I'm sure clinicians from, from all disciplines hear it. I didn't know that PTs did that. I didn't know that SLPs did that. We're still finding out, we're still educating our colleagues about what our particular domain is able to do. And this just seems like a living, breathing example of that in one big weekend.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, health professionals come to the program And they may think they know what other disciplines do. However, this training provides a deeper understanding of what they can really accomplish in each discipline. And it opens up the world of what great care can actually look like. And by learning about the different disciplines, you learn to navigate optimal care that can build that team approach. And that becomes the patient-centered care.
0: So we'll include uh, in the show notes of this episode when it's released a link so people can get a taste of this sample syllabus for one of the ATTP courses. Walk us through what this week is, is like, because this is, I'm seeing the word team come up a lot. People are in a unit this entire weekend together. Walk us through what you're going to get to to learn. Be as narrow as you want, because people who are, are working with individuals with Parkinson's disease, their ears just perked up. <laughs>
1: Well, certainly. The first day is a lot of a lot of lecture the first day. However, there's a little bit of intera- interactive activity going on the first day. First, we explain with you know giving a presentation about what you didn't know that we do so that each uh, discipline can give a better explanation of the background. And then we talk about building your collaborative, interprofessional care team and then we talk about health literacy because a lot of teams don't even address health literacy in their clinics whether you're a team or not it's important that you speak to the patient with that on a level that they understand you know they're not used to the medical jargon that that a lot of doctors and health professionals use so you need to kind of bring it down so that they understand it and you need to repeat it back to them or have them repeat back to you what they understood and that's sort of lost in translation, so um, we address that. We address navigating the Parkinson's Foundation's resources. We have a tremendous amount of free resources on our website. It's a great place to, not only for the health professional to find information, but also to point their patients to. There's a tremendous wealth of information that they can gain from videos, from webcasts and podcasts and many different forms, and it's all free. Not to mention there's also, they can receive our publications for free and it's shipped for free. So there's a lot of free resources that can help the patients find better care and find better resources to use. You know, no sense in reinventing a wheel whenever it's already done sure. and they're right there for you. We talk about uh, Parkinson's disease early to advance. There's some online training that goes with this. It's a half day of online courses. So what we do in the on-site is uh, go over, you know, just kind of touch base to refresh everyone very quickly, and then move forward, so that everyone
0: starts from the same place. It sounds like everything you've just said about day one so far is basics, 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 and that's where you should start, especially on something three mm-hmm. days with with uh, with something as big as this. What you didn't know that we do. So knowing who can do what in the team, you know, navigating Parkinson's resources. I love when people say, hey, I wish someone made X. Uh, They should do Y. And then you turn around and you say, we actually already do that. Did you know that we actually already do that? (laughs) Um, So knowing that what resources are actually currently available, and a lot of times free, that is is (laughs) always good to to focus on. I love how you start with those basics, and then you'll get advanced.
1: That's only a part of the first day, but the second half of the day, we have a panel of uh, patients with early-stage Parkinson's, and that is always such a meaningful session, we often get a lot of comments about how the patient panels really impact a lot about their patients that they never even thought to ask those certain questions. So if the patient panel actually presents, it's a five-minute synopsis of what they would like to present to a room full of health professionals, things that they're concerned about. We ask them to go from their background from diagnosis to now and touch on, on highlights of what they want the health professionals to know and it's an eye opener for the health professionals when they hear back from that. I bet. And at the end of the day but this is what's really awesome at the end of every day we have a session called linking back to the workplace and that's part of what we help to build for them to take back to their workplace and actually implement a plan from starting day one when they get back. So that's the beginning of the forming the plan on the first day we have a linking back session and we'll do that every day. And then by the end of the fourth day, which is a half day, And they have a whole plan in place and ready to roll with
0: it. That's great. This is day one, guys. We're not even, we're we're just through day one. I do want to say on top of those basics, which is always good to start, just make sure we're all speaking the same language. You also get into some stuff that's pretty advanced in terms of sleep, neuropsychiatric symptoms and management, talking to your patients about intimacy and sexuality. All this is in day one. And I do love the fact that you close with the patient voice. Go on to day two. Where where does it begin there? Well,
1: day two, uh, we start out with discipline-specific assessments um, and and treatment, and these are the discipline breakouts. So each discipline will have an opportunity to uh, go into their own breakout and discuss with other uh, PTs or OTs or speech or um, social work, nursing, music therapists, physicians. They have their own breakouts, and they can discuss case studies. They can discuss some disciplines have specific information that they want to teach, and then at the end, discuss case studies. Usually the physicians discuss a lot of case studies because that's where they get their knowledge and rather than presentations. So it's open discussion. They have a certain amount of time each day for discipline specifics. So day two and day three actually are the, the crunch time for the discipline specifics. Day two and for the early stage, we kind of break it up into early stage, mid-stage, advanced stage presentations within the disciplines. Day two is early stage in the morning, and then the afternoon, they'll have mid to late stage, and then on day three, they'll have caring partners and advanced stage.
0: I'm just seeing a lot of really, really leading organizations in terms of the faculty, where these individuals are coming from, Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center, Dan Aaron Parkinson's Rehabilitation Center, as we mentioned before, University of British Columbia. Your faculty looks like they're really well-rounded and from the leading institutions.
1: Most all of them are coming from our Centers of Excellence. So they're not only teaching this, but they're also living this and and breathing this. It's not something that they just teach. That was, I have to say, Denise, that was one
2: of the things that I loved so much when I first took this course. I was being taught by a PT who was actually a clinician who was in the trenches every day. He saw the things that I saw. You know, now being part of the faculty and getting to share the same thing, you know, we're all talking about challenges we're facing. Yeah, I understand we have challenges with Medicare wow, you're having the same problems that I'm having with getting enough time to be able to work with my patients. So the fact that we're all clinicians as well as being able to be faculty is such a joy. And I just wanted to touch base also on what Denise was saying before with the discipline-specific breakout. We may have a large group of physical therapists that we're teaching to, but I can also ask the music therapist. I can ask the sex therapist. I can ask someone to come in and be a part of my group so that people can get a little bit more intimacy and understanding of what those people are doing and how, you know, how do I use music as a therapist? What can I do? It's not just us, the core faculty. We also, when we have allied team training, these are also hosted by other centers of excellence, but we're pulling in local experts from that area. We have a therapist who's going to be specializing in uh, public floor rehab for the first time who's going to be talking to us about that. So being able to really use not only those national experts, but reaching out to the local experts really makes for a really fluid and wonderful experience for the participants.
1: And those two trainings are alike. There's different topics in each training. There's the core information that, that uh, is taught. And then as we're working with the hosting sites, such as in Boston, we have two centers of excellence. Then they have specialties where they have speakers who can really address specifics uh, on specialties that they've researched. And provide that information. So it sort of changes for every ATTT. No, no two are alike.
0: All right, Heather, I didn't I didn't prepare you for this uh, tough question I'm about to uh, ask you. So, so prepare yourself. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Okay, I'm ready. So you wrap up every <laughs> single day with the uh, the course linking back to the workplace. Right. As someone who went through it, how do you link back to your experience there? How did it transform you? What did it really arm you with, or how did it better prepare you and going back into the workplace?
2: Wow. That's a great question. Um, I think first it helped me to validate that, yes, this is the population that I want to work with. These, these folks need help and there's so much we can do. And just because it's a chronic disease doesn't mean that our hands are tied. You know, there is a, a whole host of things that we can do. It also helped to solidify within me the need to really want to grow my team. Although this was called ally team training and you're thinking about linking it back with your team, We do have people who come who don't have teams. I was not part of a huge team when I first attended. And it was nice for me to say, hey, this is what I've learned. I need to find an occupational therapist who's interested in this. I've got to get another speech therapist on board. In fact, we had a recent attendee who came to us, very passionate about Parkinson's, who took the course, had no one with him, you know, was just a solo practitioner. He actually went on to start a program where he was living actually in Virginia. Um, left there, went to another site, and then came back again to allied team training with his new team. So he was really invested in taking something from just being one clinician and then linking that back and saying, I can grow a team. There's people out there. Let's put it together and let's make it work.
0: Denise, uh, different question, but similar. What are some of the things that you hear when people go through the course and then kind of give you their two cents or give you their their impact uh, on how they felt after?
1: Wow, Jimmy! I don't know if you have enough time to even go over and and touch on any (laughs) of as many as we get. Um, I can give you some of the quotes that I really have loved um, from various trainings. Such as uh, there was a nurse who said she's been in nursing for twenty nine years, and this course has reignited her passion for you know Parkinson's patients and for what she does. We've had neurologists who commented, "Wow, I've been treating." Parkinson's patients for 20 years and I feel like somebody just opened up the box and let me see inside finally. Wow. Yeah it's very very impactful and uh, it's not only what they say but it's what they do afterwards and the impact it has on their community. We've had one of the neurologists who came from UNC Chapel Hill they had hosted our ATTP training and then they went on uh, this is Nina Browner at uh, UNC Chapel Hill went on to have uh, and create a one-day colloquium you know, throughout her region um, to bring in the rural areas you know, to teach uh PT, and speech in rural areas to have a broader outreach from the Center of Excellence so that they could you know, refer patients to. And that's something that an ATTP program does and why we host it with a Center of Excellence is because we really want to build out that care in a regional area so that they can reach out to the areas where they get patients from and reach out into those areas to say, hey, you know, we get a lot of patients from your uh, area and you're a regional hospital or you're a rehab facility or you're a skilled nursing facility. Um, we would like to be able to refer our patients to you. Please send people to the training so that we can comfortably wow. you know, refer patients. So it's all about building out that region of care, especially into the rural areas. I have so many more success stories to tell you.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's really well, well said and highlighted. Yes, endorsements and sentiments like that are fantastic, but examples and highlighting what people do afterwards, that speaks volumes. And we do want to let people know Parkinson.org is where you can find out more information about ATTP as well as the upcoming coming training dates and locations. And just uh, off the, uh, the top of my head here, uh, look in summer 2020, San Diego, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, Kansas City, Kansas, Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill, and Houston, Texas are just some of the locations you guys will be going to in the next two years to continue this on. What are some uh, frequently asked questions? Anything I didn't ask that typically comes up when people are asking you guys about this? People want to know if we offer any kind of assistance. For the price of the course,
1: currently we would love to have uh, scholarships to scholarship everyone. Uh, at this time, we only have the scholarship for the Heartland area. So, if you're from the states of Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, or Iowa, part of the Heartland area, then the registration fee is waived, and there is a stipend, a daily stipend that you can get reimbursed up to a thousand
0: dollars a day. Last thing I want to do with both of you guys, same question for both of you, we wrap up with our foxtail. So why don't we go with Heather first. Heather, why did you decide to work with not only older adults, but persons living with Parkinson's disease? Oh,
2: wow. Okay. So I really do believe that it went back as far as being an only child uh, because I didn't have a lot of brothers and sisters. I had older aunts and uncles and I just fell in love with, um, talking to people and knowing more about older adults. So when I went into PT, I, I sort of knew I was going to work with geriatrics. Um, geriatrics kind of dovetailed into movement disorders. And when I first started working with people with PD, I was amazed at their tenacity and their resolve and the amount of hope that they had for you know what we were able to provide for them. There's many, many neurological diseases that are there that we just don't have a lot of hope for. And Parkinson's is one of them. So be able to provide hope to individuals and say, hey, if we get you to the right therapist, if we get you on the right course of medication, if we make sure your family members are educated um, in the proper ways to help you, we really can have an impact. So, to be able to help people through that course of the disease process really is a gift for me, and I, I really couldn't see myself doing anything differently.
0: That's great. Going way back to being the only child and going to your roots—I <laughs> like that. You got it, Denise. What about you? You've been at the uh, the the organization for a long time. You know what really drew you in about these people that you get to help?
1: Well, I came in from management, and I loved managing and and being a part of the. to help create and help facilitate and streamline programs so that they're high-quality programs with, um, you know, uh, the best possible outcomes. I actually came into Parkinson's Foundation through the caregiving side. I was a caregiver for my sister, not with Parkinson's but with cancer. Being uh, a part of her caregiving team just really built my compassion for the help that's needed And whether it's in Parkinson's or cancer or any other type of disease, whenever you're first diagnosed, the first thing you want is information. And then you go to the web and you get flooded with all kinds of information and you don't know what's true and what's not. So when I ran across the Parkinson's Foundation, I was very impressed with um, what they had, what they offered. And I was very fortunate that they offered me a job. So I have loved working with the Parkinson's Foundation and the Parkinson's community the reward, the thank you, you notice is is so heartfelt. And just the more appreciation you get, the more you want to do. And it's just like a driving force to the point where you just, you're just so impacted by it that you're engulfed with it. And you just, want to do as much as you can
0: to help uh ladies appreciate you taking some time out to share with us some insight on that great course that is going to give people some really really great skills and tools to help them go and help older adults
1: thank you thank you for having us
0: thanks for listening to foxcast slp it's brought to you by fox rehabilitation Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great health care. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.